0: Hello, well, episode 201 of Three Bears A Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Barry O'Neill. Barry, we're once again doing this by Zoom. Hopefully not for much Mm. longer, but still by Zoom. How are
1: you? Yeah. I'm all right, man. Uh, We've been chatting for a good solid hour or something. Uh, i was somewhat at, uh, off mic, so it's been good. Man, it's like you know, kind okay, of woke me up into the world since I'm not long up. So yeah. how's yourself?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I've been awake for a lot longer than you have, obviously, because um, i live in a normal life. Um, although I was up watching hockey last night, so I'm a little bit sort of not having a full complement of sleep this tonight. Um, yeah. I'm assuming since you're working today, and obviously you're up, just up, you're not drinking anything. Is that correct? Well,
1: I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just. Uh, just done the old Pepsi Max here. Nice one, nice one. Um, I'm, going, I'm going bolder today. I am going
0: with, because I feel like it and i am not having any lunch yet, I'm having banana bread beer. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, from, oh, you've spoke about this before.
0: Yeah, from Eagle Brewery in Milton Keynes. So I'm having that. And you know what? It fucking genuinely does taste like banana bread. Sometimes you get these kind of like sort of flavoured ones and you go, like, it tastes like marshmallow. And you go, no, it, it tastes like beer. Maybe it mm. tastes like anything. That actually tastes more like banana bread than it does beer. It almost tastes like a sort of soft drink, like banana mm. soft drink. Okay. So it's got, Is it has it a sickly lot, though? Like no, no, no. How, it doesn't it's not. It's not heavy. It doesn't feel heavy or like. It, it, it's really nice, really banana-y. and it even smells oh. really banana as well. All right, nice one, man.
1: Nice. One.
0: I do I can't imagine drinking. I can't drinking like a lot of them in a day because it, it is quite not heavy, but a wee bit sickening because it's sort of mm. it is like that fruity, sticky flavour. I have mm. one, I think one's all right for that, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a different flavour to it, um, oh, yeah. most of the beers we get like citrusy and like fruity, that kind of way, but bananas are a bit different than that, it's a more unique, and it's not banana, it specifically tastes like banana bread, which is, is more unique, I think, Um, mm. so, yeah, don't know why I bought it, but it was in my fridge, I'm going, you know what, I'm going to have that today, Barry deserves something interesting to talk about, so I'm having banana bread here. Nice, nice, yeah. well
1: that's a good choice man. Something to stick in my list to try, so. Yes. Yeah, it's got, like said, from Eagle Brewery, who are in Milton Keynes. But I think I got it from Tesco,
0: I think it was in. Uh, yeah, I think I randomly bought it in Tesco. So, yeah. Okay. And you, all your usual outlets. Um, so, yes. As always, movie news. Anything of interest in movie news for you? Have you brought us a stories this week?
1: Uh, actually, no, I have not. You have not? Uh, the only thing I kind of know about is that Taylor Swift is going to be in a movie with uh, some actual big-hitting uh, actors.
0: But she was in no, Cats. She was in the biggest hit. I
1: know. I know. And uh, no one can understand why she's now suddenly getting all these like movie roles all of a sudden. Because so, everyone who gets a certain
0: point of success as a, as a musician wants to be an actor. Every actor wants uh, to be a writer. Every writer wants to be an actor. You know, it's... A, it's the way it's just the general way of life. You know, you you never you're not always happy in your own box. You have to spread your wings and get out of no. your box. So tell us with uh, me. Yeah, because the list of yeah, actors so, or musicians turned actors that are actually very any good is relatively small. There's not that many great ones. Like you can think of maybe perhaps like Bowie was Bowie a good actor. Bowie had something about him, but then he was always sort of acting. Obviously, his whole stage persona was an actor to some degree. So he was more an actor than a mm-hmm. musician in many ways. Um who else, but I think Bon Jovi has differing success in his acting credentials. Um yeah. Jared Leto won an Oscar and he's a he's a singer, isn't he? He's in it, is it 30 seconds to Mars, he's a singer of. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, so he's obviously one big, but there's a lot more misses. Like Rihanna is not the best of actresses. I remember seeing she wasn't that great. Um, Mm. Who else? Dylan was an actor at one point. He was was acting at one point. He it wasn't that great. Jagger as well, not not Mm. great. Um, Phil Collins was good. So yeah,
1: But yeah, I think it's just a uh, an easy way for the studio just to get like another group of fans in? Because as we all know, the Taylor Swift. Band Club is rabid at the best of times.
0: It's absolutely name recognition. It's what we like to
1: you do. Know? And yeah. I do generally there is a there is a thing with
0: like musicians like feel like to be taken seriously they need this extra thing on their CV so that becomes to become an actor maybe sort of this extra thing of like you know of what they want to be. Um like I said, because like most actors eventually want to become authors, you know, like that, and you know. And mm. and most writers eventually you know, want to become fucking musicians or actors or something as well. You know, so, there's always a sense of like you're always reaching for something else. The best people are quite happy mm. in the box. Even Tom Hanks at one point believed he was a rapper, you know, and God bless him, no one liked it. Um, the Dragnet soundtrack is something that truly is something to behold. But, you know, even Dan Aykroyd and um, Tom Hanks tried to go out their box and become musicians. So... All, all and then quickly get put back in that box. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, I think there's a few people who can who can wander into both worlds and be successful. But mm-hmm. the the list of those who are successful in both worlds is, is much smaller than those who have tried and failed to be successful in those worlds. And um, that's it. Swift in a movie.
1: That's it. Yeah. Uh, just let me quickly rattle off the big names, the big hitters that are involved in this so far. It's a film by David Russell. Uh, David O. Russell. Sorry, David O. Russell. I wasn't actually sure because the way they've wrote it is David O. Russell, and I'm like, Are you pronounce the O. Yeah,
0: it's, it's not it's not O. Russell as in an Irish name. It's David. Yeah. Middle name O. Russell. Yeah. He done like three kings, and he did um, Silver Line's Playbook, and kind uh, of stuff with Jennifer Lawrence recently as well. And um, so he, he's he's a well known. He is apparently a bit of a dickhead, but yes, he, he's a well. Respected in many ways of who a filmmaker but also by all accounts an arsehole George Clooney once knocked him out with a punch so that, that tells you what kind of guy he is fantastic
1: yeah fantastic the man who, sh- who fucking pedals coffee now is knocking out people that's brilliant yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clooney, Clooney knocked him out on the set of three kings apparently by all accounts
0: nice so yeah. this
1: movie it doesn't have a name yet it's just untitled but apparently it has wrapped in production the film's already, the film's got Christian Bale uh, John David Washington Rami Malek uh, Anna Taylor Joy, Michael Shannon, Zoe Salander. I'm, sorry, I'm yep. that. And Mike Myers, Chris Rock, and Robert De Niro. Mike you know, Myers, fucking like Swift. Mike Myers, mate. Mike Myers has not been in
0: anything. Well, I think Mike Myers in something was in a cameo in *Inglorious Bastards* and a cameo mm. in *The like Rhapsody*. Think it was. No no no, yeah. no 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 Rocket Man, Rocketman, Beam Rhapsody, Beam Rhapsody, Beam Rhapsody, Behem
1: Rhapsody, he was the he was he, the, he not like the original manager or something <laughs> like that. He was hi yeah. He's in that, but he's
0: he's pretty much retired almost from acting. It seems like you know, after after the love guru, he kind of basically went, I've had enough, and to be honest, we all had enough after love guru. So um it's interesting to see that Mike Miles is back.
1: Yeah, it but it might just be a tiny fucking snippet. Uh uh, oh, sorry, also Margaret Robbie as well. Sorry, I don't know if I said her name. Uh, Margot, but, so yeah, that, she's that is generally it. that's a very heavy hitting cast. I, I think David I, 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 now
0: is using Margaret Robbie because Jennifer Lawrence is not working with him anymore for some reason. So he's, she's now,
1: uh, according to the uh, with this article, someone's also Someone's wrote that exactly when they were talking about Taylor Swift going, um, was a uh, Jennifer Lawrence not available that I, weekend or something, I, you I know. Basically,
0: uh, He's sort of had Jennifer Lawrence in a ton of films recently. He had Enjoy but all when he had it. Enjoy the one about the girl who makes the magic mop. And he had on that. So yeah, um, mm. it's a it's a fantastic cast. And David o. Russell, as much as I do I dislike the guy as a man, um, some of the shit he's done. His films generally I've enjoyed, not all of them, but I've enjoyed a lot of them. There's been a few that I've not mm. enjoyed. Um, but he's definitely an interesting filmmaker, and, he, and he's one I normally I don't know I will watch his his work. Um, that's
1: great story, Taylor Swift, I, I, like, I like to know you're a Swifter and you're keeping up with all things Taylor Swift. Uh, nah, I just, nah, just, you know, when I was kind of rummaging around uh, the other day, I heard it and then I was like, that is, that's random, like, I just, yeah, obviously, you know, nobody's touring now, so you might find all these music artists appearing in films, all that, you know? Yeah, Don't you, think but, cats, you, know? Don't you think cats, you know, you think cats. I know, I know, but well, and, let's be honest, less said about cats the better, so...
0: The only thing I've got to report this week is a good news as, uh, as of Saturday, so yesterday, and um, after recording this, Glasgow cinemas and um, or West of Scotland cinemas, you know, Central Belt all reopened, and um, so we can all finally get back to the cinema. So he wants to know his barrier because he's got to make deliveries to these cinemas, and um, the rest <laughs> of us are very excited, of you know, film goers who can now get to the movies. Um, and I am,
1: yeah, don't get me wrong, there's been a few that I've uh, wandered into, like on the east coast while delivering, and yeah. And it, it does actually feel weird not walking into these places as a cinema goer. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm kind of missing this. I kind of want to find any movie and just as an excuse to go to the cinema. You know, so I'm glad that the Glasgow ones are now open. So, and as of next week,
0: podcast recording, we'll be, we'll be talking about songs that are actually out in cinemas. So that is exceptionally mm-hmm. exciting for me. So I'm looking forward. Yes, to that. yes. Um That's it. That's it. But so we'll move on to the movie reviews. Um, before we start with our reviews, I have got one coming in from an outside source. Um, my my little niece, uh, Rosie, she went and saw Troll World Tour tonight today. Um, and she reports to me that it is a five-star film that we should all go and see. Um, she loved the music. Um, she liked the little poppy woman in it. Um, and it is the best film of all time. And it is better than the first one, is more importantly. So yes, if you're looking for something to go and see, apparently, Trolls World Tour is definitely the shit, according to her. Was that her actual words? That was not her actual words. That's what I'm I'm gleaming from her. She just said five stars.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, let me get this right. This studio... Well, first and foremost, fantastic review there by Rosie. Secondly... It's the studio double fucking dip in this movie because this movie came out at the start of lockdown. What on Odin? On Amazon, do, what Odin do is Odin will um
0: put films on when after like months after release, for like say um parents and kids to go and see it at like a reduced rate. Ah, so it's always okay, okay. like a sort of like family screening. So like you normally when it's all like young kids and stuff, like that's so I normally give a fuck if kids are shouting and screaming and you know you know that kind of stuff. So it gives a chance to kind of catch up and, I know, and they do it like on a Sunday morning at like 10 o'clock so it's like they yeah. only charge like two pounds or something rather than charging something ridiculous like you know 15 quid a ticket so uh, she's, only like, she, she's only
1: like six so it's like her attention okay, oh, no. it's, it's good for oh, them no. you're wasting money yeah, on, yeah. from like they end up wandering away from it's just uh, I just remember this movie coming out at the start of a lockdown and yeah, there that's was quite a few parents quite a few parents online crying at the um, fact that their kids had had this on because you had to pay for it their kids had had it on repeat for like a week solid right. so no, no. you know
0: you are right you are right and um, but no no they just it's just to put it like odin does have a lot of films to put them out randomly I I did text oh. them, I mean, there was literally no one else apart from them in the cinema so literally got a full cinema
1: screen to them themselves to watch what Cold world to them that's awesome. So, what's, what's uh, Rosie's reviews next week? Is it uh, uh, The Quiet Place 2?
0: That's what I'm hoping for. I hope we get Quiet Place <laughs> 2. Um, oh, i well, probably that
1: or Minecraft, I'm guessing over the reviews we get.
0: Or SpongeBob SquarePants. The big class of SpongeBob SquarePants. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. We'll go to, to our reviews now. We will make these slightly more, uh, probably not as good as Rosie's, to be honest, but this is our reviews. First one is a film that's out in the cinema. It's also out on Disney Plus. If you have Disney Plus, you can pay an extra 20 quid and watch it on Disney Plus uh, if that's your jam. And that film is Cruella, directed by Craig Gillespie, who directed the films mm. I, Tonya, Lars and the Real Girl, The Finest Hours, Fright Night, the reboot of that, and also Million Dollar Art, which I quite like the Disney film but the baseball film. Um, this film is about Cruella. It's the origin story of Cruella de who we all know from 101 Dalmatians. And it's all about what makes Cruella become Cruella? Why is she such, Why does she hate dogs so much? Why does she want to make a jacket out of 101 Dalmatians? What makes her one of the most detestable villains in the history of cinema? Um, and as is sort of it's adding backstory to her. Uh, in the film, you have Emma Stone playing Cruella. You have Emma Thompson playing a sort of leader of a fashion house that Cruella works for. You have Mark Strong playing her um, sort of right hand man. And Paul Walter Houser and Joe Fry, they play the sort of, I can't remember their names now, but they play the two sort of like bumbling associates of yes. um, Cruella. They're, in, they're actually they're in the, the animated films. I can't, I can't remember the name of them or who they are. Um, one second, name them here. They have got tagged their names. Do you remember I was oh, it's,
1: it's, a, it's a Jasper and uh, Orions. Jasper? Uh, I Harris. don't know.
0: That is it. Jasper and Horace. So they play Jasper and Horace. Um, I'll start on this one. Um, I'm not a fan of prequels. I don't see the point in prequels. I, I don't think they give much Usually, to the film. They usually use more muddled the water. It's not something I particularly like. Um, mm. This bears very little to the source material. I do not understand how the Cruella of this film becomes the Cruella of that we know. Mm. Like I didn't get how she goes from what she is to what she becomes. It didn't add. It didn't. It, it made it more muddled, in my opinion. Um, mm. That being said, if you take it not as a Cruella film and just sort of this or just sort of this person dealing with something, it's all right. It, it's. It's. You take away the Cruella development of it and the business of it, it's actually pretty solid. Um, mm. It looks fucking amazing. Like production design on it looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah. there's a weirdness i think about like when it's set because at times they're behaving like sort of all of style 1800 street options but at the same time it's set in like what 1970s isn't it sort of 70s. Mid, uh, yeah yes
1: in the cab either early 70s or mid 70s either you know, to them and um, then yes yeah, so that, that's kind of weird but it
0: does look she looks amazing all the costumes look amazing the whole oh. you know set design looks fantastic it looks absolutely brilliant Um. Emma Stone and Emma Thompson, they're having an absolute laugh. They are loving what they're doing. They are absolutely embracing this it. and I grab it with both hands. Um too well, didn't like Emma Stone's accent to begin with. It really jarred me for the first like sort of 10 minutes or but I kind of got used to it, but the accent just it, it's a bit weird, but got used to it. Um but yeah, they're having fun. It's it's playing in this world, it's really good. Um it is sequel baiting, it's, it's going for the sequel, which maybe maybe that'll add more depth. To the understanding of why she becomes the girl that we know, but they didn't really have much of that in this film. It um, is mm. longer than it has to be. You know, it's maybe a good twenty minutes longer than it has to be. Um, yeah. Um. But the the fun parts are a lot of fun. Like when it, it when it is fun, it's good. Like some of the some of the musical choices, they are a little bit on the nose, but when they do work, they actually work really well. Um. Yeah. Mm. I, I enjoyed it more than like, I didn't expect to like it, and I liked it more than I thought I would. And I just, like I said, it bears, to me, it doesn't feel like a prequel, but I don't understand that this quill doesn't feel anything like the bill that we all know from the cartoons, or even the Glenn Close version that came out in the live action. But as a film in itself, it felt, it was fun. It was, it was an all right, it was a decent enough watch. It was, it was enjoyable. Not a kid's film, though. I wouldn't say it's definitely not a kid's film.
1: No, no, definitely like a, at least a young, kind of teen film. Like, I film. wouldn't go... Make- PG-10. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone like younger than that. No. Uh, what do you think of it? If you listened to last week's uh, episode when you were reading out the names of what was coming up this week, when you said Corella, I groaned at yeah, the did. idea of this movie. Well, I do share the same opinion as you, and I was actually surprised by that because when I was sitting there watching it. I enjoyed it, yeah, immensely. What I don't need is a prequel, like a origin story to this character. It yeah. doesn't need it. It's it, it's no interest to me whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I, I love the music choice in it. I thought yeah. it really made it, kept, it. When you were saying, like sometimes they were acting like a bit kind of all of twisty kind of. All right, governor. Yeah, I thought the music really fucking helped. Just bring you back into that era yep. and kept it up with the seventies and stuff. Uh, the only problem is though, uh oh shit, I, I forgot the name. Uh, it does well. It's it's the cat. It's a famous scene from Apocalypse Now when the lady of the night is strutting down the street. Oh, yes. uh, but uh, boots are made for walking. Yeah. Uh, any time I hear that. In, any other movie all i ever think about is yeah. apocalypse now I guess That's it. It. So, so when uh, <laughs> so when that uh, was playing in this movie i turned to stacy and i said like a, a couple of lines that are in apocalypse now and she was just like what <laughs> what are you doing so I have to quickly explain it, but it, is, it shows you just how, like, the right song with the right scene, it can literally last you forever. Oh,
0: yeah. Once a song gets uh, of what it means to a movie, then that's, that's it, mm. it's in there, like, there's a few ones, like, um, like the Guardians of the Galaxy has got that song at the start of with the Redbone one, they, they come and get your Love loved one. You can't use that, mm. I've, seen, I've seen it used in a couple of films, you go, you can't put that in our film in the next, like, 30 years, because everybody just thinks of it immediately as a Guardians of the Galaxy song, you know, it's, mm. it's it, you do get into, like, you know, you would be really hard pressed to put, you know, like the Pulp Fiction song, the, the you know, the start, yeah. of the, the start of that one, the Miserably. You could put in anything else because no. it's Pulp Fiction. That is more. It's more It's better known now as the Pulp Fiction theme rather than yes. anything else. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So um, I, I'm with you as well. But I, I didn't make. I didn't instantly make the Apocalypse Now connection, but I do see what you're saying yeah. It, it would hit me wrong if that's the film you associate it with most. I,
1: Touching on, but you said I thought the whole entire cast were just having a damn fucking good time, and this movie, yeah. like every single one of them, looked like they were having fun. Yep, you know. Uh, I'm not really sure when this was filmed or not. I don't know. If, I don't think this was filmed during the pandemic. I think no. it was before that. Uh, yeah. But just everyone looked like they were having a damn good time, uh, and it showed. It was such a good movie. Uh, you know, and it's fun. I it's thought, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think that's
0: meaning it's it's a fun film.
1: Yeah, like if they slapped another name on it, I would not think this was an origin story to the like Ruella universe and the Dalmatian universe that we know, yeah. Um, but that being said, as for it, I'd be happy if this didn't get a sequel, it's going to. Oh, god, yeah, it's just.
0: Because they're setting, up the whole, they're setting up the darlings, you know. They, that's about the end with the, the couple who get the dog, They, they get Pongo, remember? Mm. So yeah, yeah. They're setting that up. They're setting that part of the film up. Oh, God damn God damn As to be expected, um, but yeah, like I said, one of the films like there's more they like about it than not like about it. And the things I don't like about it, they're not going to. That's not going to change. You know, the, the, the prequel aspect of it and that kind of stuff. But mm. taking it itself, is this a film about you know this kind of girl try to come to terms with, with like sort of a bit of revenge, um, mm. a little bit of you know sort of try to find who she is in the world and things like that, but a coming of age story as well. Um, it's it's an absolutely a well done film, uh, enjoyable film, and I, I for the two hours and twenty odd minutes it's on, I enjoyed it. Um, mm. so that tells you something compared to the like other films of this I've watched. Um, I would give it a very solid seven out of ten. How about you?
1: Yeah, it's only did seven out of ten for me as well.
0: as well. So definitely worth you watching. Find it on um, I go to cinema here or it is on Disney Plus. Um, up next is a film that's on Amazon Prime. Um, it is called The Honest Thief, or just called Honest Thief. Sorry, uh, directed by Mark Williams, who done a film called The Family Man a um, few years ago. I've I seen that one. So this is this is probably the biggest thing he's done of you know of note in his career. Um, the plot of this film is there's a bank robber who has robbed many, many banks. He's now at an age where he wants to now retire. Um, he's met a lady and he wants to become honest with the lady. So he decides to hand himself in to the government and the uh, local authorities and give the money back and essentially, you know, by being truthful, hopefully get less of a sentence and he can come out of jail all honest, marry his lady and live a happy life. And unfortunately, when, that, when he tried to do that, those involved in the police department, a lesson honest with him and thus begins a, a chance to take him down and take all his money and he's going to find a way through that. Um, in the film you've got mm. Big Liam, Big Liam Neeson, he plays the thief, Kate Walsh plays his soon-to-be lady, uh, Jackie Courtney plays the, the cop, Jeffrey Donovan plays another cop, Robert Patrick plays another cop, so there's a lot of cops in this.
1: Um, what do you think of this one? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I actually really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> it was like, I haven't watched a lot of Liam Neeson stuff recently, just because they all kind of have the same kind of flavor. Yeah. But it's like, so this one was like the first movie I've watched from him in a long time. And actually I really enjoyed it. Just, you know, what we guys not talk about off mic was this is another like, very kind of like, forgettable movie, but at the time, it's just a nice way to like escape and just just an action movie for however long the runtime is. is, is it's uh, an hour
0: and a half. I'm with you on that. But
1: for around an forty minutes, it is relatively enjoyable
0: watching. You know, it, it's not breaking in any way, breaking the, the mold. It's not been anything yeah. special. Some of the acting in it is by definition because it's not it's not great. Some of it is questionable a bit, sort of. TV movie, and it does feel like a straight TV mm. movie.
1: It feels like that, that, that kind of helped. Um Yeah, but that's kind of Liam Neeson's kind of demographic now, though. It's this kind of like yeah, low-budget action hero. That is a couple of horrible scenes in it when you realise that Liam Neeson is actually getting old now. When the, mm. uh, There was a scene when he was trying to run or something, and you're like, oh man, you look, just don't run. You look bad. There's
0: a you know, scene when he's to climb a fence, and it must have done about 19 cuts in it to try and make it look even like over a fence. Like, Holy shit. <laughs> that get shouldn't the take... stunt man in. Just, Just get... get the stunt, <laughs> stunt man in. <laughs> or don't jump the fucking fence. Have a gate maybe they can walk through because the fence <laughs> is <laughs> um like like you said, like, like Neeson does feel a bit like he's sleepwalking through this, you know, like he's doing he almost does these in kind a of film so he can do something a wee bit more yeah. meaningful on the side that might get a bit more kudos. Um but with enough twists and turns in it to keep it interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. i would give you, it is it is absolutely forgettable. Like within yeah. about an hour of watching it, you have forgotten about it. But for like a Friday night viewing, if you're sitting looking at home, looking at something a Friday night you can't find night to watch, it's by no means a bad watch. It's no, you get exactly what you expect from it, really.
1: Exactly, exactly. It, yeah, it was, it was what it was. Uh, it was quite an interesting story. It was kind of nice to see. The cops all turning their back on each other as well. That was yeah. quite an interesting story. Uh-huh. Uh, I did enjoy without spoiling that. I did enjoy the scene near the end of the movie with the uh, with the car and the yes. cop. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that I thought that was quite a funny like scene. The way it all uh-huh. played out. I was like, oh, nice, nice. So was I. There's but, a nice. Yeah. Wee,
0: there's
1: nice wee bits in it. Nice wee moments
0: in it. Um, but nothing particularly feels you know new or interesting. This way you've seen it all before. But mm. not necessarily in a bad way. you saw sort of like, it feels familiar. Um, all the actors in it seem quite familiar. I would say I like Kate Walsh in it playing the, the love interest. She actually didn't really do yeah, much. Yeah. But it felt like at least it was relatively age appropriate. I'm not really sure what the difference in age between the two of them is, but it felt like it did. It could happen. It wasn't like falling in love with some fucking twenty-year-old. So that was the relative. That was nice. Um, I've got to,
1: I've got to say like she took a hefty head bump quite early. Well, about halfway through the movie, and. Even I sat there and I went, that looked a bit too real. Yeah. Like a movie. Even I was like, can someone check on her just to make sure she didn't actually take that table right to the face?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I was like, oh. Yeah, she is 17 years younger than
0: Nissan, so there is still quite a sizeable uh, age gap there. Yeah, you know. Uh,
1: uh,
0: well, when you get to that age in life,
1: it's, a, it's just a number.
0: Yeah, it's, hopefully, yeah. But she, it felt like a, it felt like a relatively believable relationship. Um, yes. Or at least age-wise, felt believable. Um. Yeah, the, the direction of it didn't really feel like the director didn't infinitely you know, flamboyant or interesting. You like, know, but it ticks all the boxes. Mm. And I would really be, I'd struggle to recommend it to someone. And say like, well, oh, you have to watch this film. But if someone said, yeah, Oh no. No, Someone says they go and watch it. And go, yeah, it's all right, but I wouldn't. I don't, don't ever recommend it.
1: Yeah, like like I said, like I think like just Liam's found his niche for these kind of budget action movies, and they're fine. They're always just fine, and nice. it's like it seems to be playing. Ever since Taken, he yeah. seems to be playing that same kind of role all the time, and yeah. he seems to do it, yeah. averagely like, sure. okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: pays the
1: bills. Um, out of ten, what you giving it? Uh, Just the middle of the road,
0: just five out of ten. I'm giving it a six. I enjoyed it slightly more than Six out of ten. Yeah, totally, man. That is one for the honest thief Or honest speak, sorry. So, on to our final movie of the week. This one is called The Unholy. Directed by, and I'm going to get his name wrong, but I'm going to try my best, Evan Spilotopoulos. Debut film as director. He is a, a well known as a writer. He wrote um, Beauty and the Beast, the reboot of that, and the Hercules ah, reboot, and also my favourite, uh, Winnie the Pooh's Heffalump movie, which I actually have seen more than once. So, the thought of this film is that this, this is definitely a change. This is just not anything to do with the Pooh's Heffalump movie. The thought of this film is a young girl who is deaf and uh, dumb, I think she is. She can't speak either. Um, and basically, she starts to see visions of the Virgin Mary, and um, when she sees a vision, she starts basically healing people, you know, the, the, the lame can walk, the ill are now healed. Um, but the question comes, is it the Virgin Mary she's seeing, or is it possibly a demon that is causing this in order to enact some sort of revenge upon the town? And that's been investigated by a reporter who has been shamed for making up stories in the past, and it's never trying to uncover the story of the town and, and, and what's happening to this young girl. Oh, okay. Uh, and the film that got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, Negan himself, he plays uh the, the reporter. William Sadler pops up in it. Carrie Elways and Cricket Brown, the amazingly named Cricket Brown, plays a young girl who is seeing the visions. Um I mate mean, like not cast as young she was actually older than I thought she'd be like she'd cast like as a like, like as a sort of young adult as opposed to a mm. a child, she put as an interesting twist. Um, mm. I would say that's probably the only interesting twist in this. Um, I, I, I watched this because no, it's produced by Sam Raimi and I fucking love Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi is probably the mm. best horror director of the past 30 years. He is mm. amazing. Unfortunately when he produces stuff, his producing rate is pretty poor or at least hit and miss. And mm. this is one of the misses I think. You know, I would love to see what he could done with this but, you know, because he's, he's, he's a guy who can he can eke out terror and fear and be really inventive with, with a movie. You know, you've done like something called Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, or even recently Drag Me to Hell. You know, you can be really interesting about that film and make it PG, almost, you know, but it's still fucking terrifying. This just is so generic. Yeah. That it just relies on a couple of really badly bad jump scares that you go, like, you could see it coming a fucking mile away and no one does anything interesting. Um, I normally, I mean, see, as a guy who was raised Catholic and has been enveloped in the Catholic religion since a very young age, I actually, I love this whole kind of Catholic lore of, you know, like devils and saints and angels and demons. Like, I've, I've got a real big thing, especially the stuff that's not in the Bible or it's all like the more theology side of it when it's all, you know, that kind of I fucking love that stuff. But this, this just really got me really boring and tired so quickly. And um, the, the acting talent is there. It's, it, there's definitely everyone who's in it is, is very good at their craft. But like given nothing to work with. You know, like, you've got Carrie always in this thing kind a of priest who looks like the head of the diocese. He's maybe mm. in, like, two scenes in total. And he's going, it's Carrie always. He's a fucking phenomenal actor. He's one of the best actors of the last, like, 50 years of, like, sort of performance. And you give him two crappy scenes of which you've almost not directed him right because his accent goes from, like, Bostonian to Irish, back to Bostonian, back to Irish. You know, so, like, give him at least give him some direction. But, yeah, this film it had it had potential um, for me and it had something that could be but it just felt like it felt like a studio doing a horror film. It lacked a soul. It lacked a heart, and it lacked any sort of real scare, To be honest, in my mm. it, it did not at any point in time make me scared. What were you? What you yes. into it?
1: Well, I didn't even finish this movie. So right. Okay. I, get I, fo- I get I get forty minutes into it and I was like, no, it's a real fucking miracle. A movie that's got a heavy fucking religious theme that makes you instantly want to switch off a fucking movie. That is impressive. Yeah. This, like you said, like everything you've just said to it, it's like, I totally agree. It was like my first fucking horror movie. It was like, it was like the cliched somebody burning at the stakes from the olden times. Yeah. Cue the creepy doll in the fucking woods. The guy's holding it. Why wouldn't he instantly just be like, Nah, you're cool, fuck this. It's like so, and then it's like, like you said, the jump scales, the two that I seen, I was just like, I'm not a horror fan, but I sat there and I was just like, I am feeling nothing. This yeah. movie is this movie lacks anything there, in your there, life. Like there's no sense of tension. Like, for example, we're going to, to review yeah. a movie next week, um, where the
0: um, a quiet place, where the first quiet place was genuinely fucking terrifying. It's you watch yep. it and you're literally screaming in your head the whole way through it. That's
1: yeah. intense This film had absolutely no tension and no sense of dread whatsoever. Yeah. I just I just couldn't even deal with it. I can't even remember the bit I got up to. Uh um, I can't remember now. It yeah. was like it, it was quite early on. I'm I'm being generous. I'm saying forty minutes, it so probably might have even been half an hour. Yeah. But it was just I sat there and I was just like, I am not feeling this movie one iota. And yeah. like you said, there's some strong pedigree in this movie, but just it seemed to just just lack anything. I, you know,
0: it felt so like just generic as one word. But also, it felt lazy. It felt like mm. no one really put the effort into it. And I feel bad saying mm. that because obviously people did put effort into it and did put something into it. And maybe something the studio has got it and they've cut it and they've changed it and they've. Repackage it. Mm. it could be that, but honestly, I just want to go in, like, when well, this is just whenever I ask people, like, horror is a genre. I think when horror is done well, it's done brilliantly well. And there's been some great horrors over the past, like, certainly over the last year, some actually fantastic horrors, you know, when they sort of mm. reinvent it and they sort of make almost like a sort of noir horror or even like sort of a postmodern horror in some respects. This just goes back to sort of like the mid 2000 horrors, like, you know, just sort of like this felt almost like a sequel to horror. Of a better film, mm. that it felt like all yes. that I'd been ripped out of this. It was just, I was bored, and I can deal with anything. To see you start making me bored, then I'm then I'm done. You know, mm. I I can I can watch bad if I'm at least finding it some way interesting or even just intriguing in many ways. But as soon as you start yeah. to bore me, then I'm done.
1: And, and, it's. other this film for some reason it just never start with me. It's like. 10 minutes into it, I was just like, mm, here we go. Yeah. And then the longer it ticked on, I found myself slowly losing interest in actually just looking at my phone. And then when I realised I had been looking at my phone for a solid 10 minutes or whatever, then I was like, nah, this, this needs to be off. Aye. And and You're because- watching really
0: you like going, I could be doing anything else better than this. I could do something else. I, I could watch something else. I could be doing something else. I, I have no interest in watching this at And it's like, it's yeah. an hour and a half or something. It's not like even a long film, but Jesus, it's just... Yeah. Feels in like a long fucking film. It just—it's not—it's—it's def- it's just not good. It's just in fact, it's ultimately mm. bad. And I hate seeing that with films people and I hate seeing a film with that. It's Sam Raimi involved in it. Mm. But my God, it's just—it's—it's
1: it's just so dull. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I didn't even get through the pretty much the second half of the movie, so I only got through the first half, and I was already over it. So yeah. it's one of those movies I would have been genuinely gutted if I had actually yeah. like went to the cinema for. I think we ended up we watched it, put it off, and then you've watched
0: East of Town for about four hours, and we're much happier watching nice. that. You know, totally. yeah. fantastic
1: TV show. There you go. Very bonus cool. content. Yeah. Get it watched, yeah.
0: everyone. Get it watched. We're not saying anything new. Get everyone to love it, but Mira Eastown, fucking mate. The um, unholy. I'm giving a
1: very very lowly 4 out of 10 to so yourself yeah I, I'm, I'm giving it a 3 and that's yeah. just because of the 40 minutes I watched
0: and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so next week um, that's what supposed to be, but next week we have we're going back to the horror genre and um, hopefully we're feeling better with the horror genre and that film will be A Quiet Place Part 2 which I am very excited for because I love the first Quiet Place um,
1: and and genuinely- oh uh, I I absolutely love the first one as well, but the more I keep on seeing this trailer getting pushed, the more I'm constantly just like, oh, no.
0: I've not up. seen much of the trailer, so I've actually avoided the trailer. only bit of the trailer I've seen so far is a bit with John Krasinski in it. Um, mm-hmm. So I know that part of it has to be like a prologue because we all know what happened to John Krasinski in the film. So well, I know that's not the main part of the film. So that's only bit I've really seen is a bit when he's sort of walking out of the car and he'd ask someone to run off and they're fucking flying into the side. So I know that's a prologue so I'm okay with that, but I don't really know much more about the
1: film. Well, well, if I was you, stay away from the trailers because I might be wrong. I completely could be wrong, but all I'm going to say is the trailers do not sell the movie. So you know, I will. But I'm, the, so based on the first one, have shown me already. I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: in. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so that's That's in cinema. Um, also in cinema on Thursday, which I'm really looking forward to, the film called Nobody, which is basically your dad becomes John Wick. Which looks yes. absolutely fantastic. Um, it's got Bob Odenkirk playing like basically a guy who's a family man, Shohamsey family. He becomes a trained assassin essentially, but not but like you know still with the dad bod, still try to do it while you know, <laughs> in physical peak condition. It looks, I feel this is another Liam Neeson <laughs> movie again. It, no, I think it's I like, think it's, it's almost like it's in the middle ground between the Liam Neeson films and John Wick. It's sort of it, it, um, okay. It looks really good. The trailer looks excellent. I'm actually really invested in this one. I'm going to it. it. Um, so, cool. so that's out at cinema as well. And also a film on Netflix called Shirley, which is um, a biopic uh, starring Elizabeth Moss, which I've heard good things about as well. So that's on Netflix called Shirley. Um, cool. Right, tell me where to find us, Barry.
1: All the usual social media haunts at Three Beals in a Movie, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's All great. That's awesome. So for this week,
0: I've been Richard, you've been... And you've been listening to...